This episode is brought to you by Patreon, specifically the Comic Pop Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash comic pop and find out more about how you can keep the lights on here at Comic Pop. And don't worry, we've got plenty of fun rewards, including early access to videos and weekly updates about what's happening here at the studio. That's patreon.com slash comic pop. All right, let's get on with the show now. Sweeping down upon the underworld to smash gangland comes the friend of the unfortunate, enemy of criminals. A mysterious, all-powerful character, a problem to the police, but a crusade of the law. Hey everybody, welcome to the Elseworlds Exchange, I'm Sal. And I'm Joel. It's pretty, uh, pretty light today, uh... It's been uh, it's been it's been a crazy time lately. Uh, if you're on our Patreon, you know uh, that like we we ran into some craziness over here on Comic Pop. Nothing to worry about, nothing to ask about. Just saying it resulted in a slowdown of production, unfortunately. So, you know, uh, part of it was also that I thought I had a guest today, but it's actually on the 12th. So I told Joel to take the day off, and Joel was kind enough to not take the day to untake the day off as a result <laughs> of uh, finding that out. Um, you know, so here he is. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we're gonna do. So we're just gonna basically talk about comics and do a Q and A and just hang out with you guys. Yeah, for a little it'll time. be fun. Uh, I did play around with uh, with Instagram yesterday, last night. Mm. I was like, oh, let's do like the uh, the question and answer thing. They did this like the, there's this story section where you can do a Q and A. Oh yeah, I keep meaning to try that. Yeah, and I gave it a try, and I was like, this is kind of fun. Um, I still have to get the hang of it. Like, I don't know how to like make a video that is a response to the question. Um, I think it's very. Sim- I think it's really, really simple. I think it's like, it's just like you're making a new post, but uh, but I'm still working it out. So what I did was I wound up just writing my answers on the page that had the question on it, which I think was actually a more like practical way to do it. Uh, unfortunately, that meant I answered like probably like 800 questions. <laughs> there you go. And uh, so no one's looking. You know, like it's just diminishing returns. Each each subsequent question, people are like, okay, well, I don't have any time. <laughs> How, uh, how many of those questions involved the Spider-Man video game? Because I did a Q&A uh, this week for the comic multiverse, and literally every other question was, how do you feel about the Spider-Man game? Are you going to play the Spider-Man game, or are you going to review the Spider-Man game? Right. Uh, we got a couple of questions about Spider-Man. Thankfully, like I think they all are aware that we, we're doing Spider-Man, that Tiffany will be streaming it on the Twitch channel, that we will be playing it like probably in, in tandem or together. Uh, yeah, like we, we've, got, we've got the Spider-Man stuff covered. Nice. Um, so I think somebody asked me like what suit I'll probably primarily be using. That was like mm. it was actually a really genuinely interesting question. I was like, oh, what a great question. How does one gauge one's response? I mean, like there's so many uh, Spider-Man suits. What, what, how can we d- determine which one we're going to use? Um, ultimately, I think because of actually Mr. Sunday's really funny review of Spider-Man. I don't know if you've caught it yet, but he's basically he did a video. It's called like what what you can do in Spider-Man PS4. Oh, no, I haven't caught that. I guess he got an early copy, no doubt. He did. Actually, apparently, I think the Australians got it early. Did they really? Then my buddy, my other co-host, Matt's probably playing it right now, yeah. the lucky Aussie. And it's really rare, too, that, that Australia would get it early. Uh, unfortunately, yeah, they, they get... probably had to pay out the ass for it. Because... Yes, they do for all their entertainment. That's, that's what you get for being a colony of criminals, apparently. Exactly. You're still paying for it. still paying your dues. Uh, and for your, like, deceptive accent. Are you are you Kiwi? Are you English? Are you Australian? What I don't even know what the hell's happening. For, for the love of God, don't mix up an Aussie for a Kiwi. That's a good way to get punched in the throat. It's a good way to to tell, and it's just it's it's uh it's how they say their ease. I've mm. noticed. I'll, Basically, just it, like compare the Australian you're listening to to Peter Jackson, and he'll yeah. say particular words like really, really. Well, you go, whoa, that was a sharp way to answer that question, and uh, and you'll be like, oh, okay, he's a Kiwi. 
the, the way I always know it, it's like, again, like you said, it's the ease. It's the, I, I like that hat, mate. Yeah, that hit. That's yeah. what it is. It's really, it's, it's, uh, it's, I like that hat. Hat. That's Australian. Hit mm. is Kiwi. The got zebras. Got to hit it with my hit. There you are. So, I should do that. We should get uh, Mr. Sunday on here and just, just, just bandy bad Australian accent versus an actual Australian accent. <laughs> That sounds fun. Again, I have an Australian co-host, too. Let's make this an Australian right? coalition. Let's just bring them all together. Let's prank call their moms and be like, hey, man, oh. what's going on there? <laughs> do, do you lose, Ron, backwards? Yeah. <laughs> it's an emergency from the water cancel. <laughs> oh, I'm going to talk to my member of parliament. Hey, Andy. <laughs> what's a good word? <laughs> but, Love uh, that. Yeah, so um, what was it? The, uh, the, the Entertainment Weekly dropped... The uh, some images from Captain Marvel. They did. And uh, what was it? I remember yesterday Captain Marvel or Brie Larson was like, uh, "We want to break the internet tomorrow," and I'm like, "Well, you mm. won't because you know, I don't think it's enough." But uh, to drop some pictures. Yeah, I assumed trailer when she said that. Yeah. Well, when she said when she added Entertainment Weekly, I'm like, "Oh, it's just pictures." Yeah. Well, whatever. But- they were nice, though. That said, uh, I'm excited. I think they look really cool. Um, mm-hmm. Everybody who was like, it's green, this is outrageous, is clearly eating crow now. Uh, yes, thank you. I'm glad they shut up those people if they really thought she was going to have a green suit for the entirety of the movie. Yeah. Um, I, I, Even then, like, I was like, yeah, it's fine. Make it green. I don't care. It'll, it'll be red by the end. And that's yeah. what matters. When she's in Infinity War 2, it'll be mm-hmm. really red. And even then, like, what do you care? It's a, it's a superhero movie. It's a cool superhero movie where they get to kick ass and be Marvel characters. I'm down. Like, Absolutely. What, what, do you, what does it matter? You know, Captain America doesn't wear a mask, like, any of the time. So It's true. And know, the scrolls look like scrolls. The scrolls look like scrolls. Uh, and that's really cool. The fact they dropped scrolls, they were like, here you go. It's just These are the dudes in the makeup, and they look really cool. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, yeah, they did look like cool. They're, they did look really cool. People are comparing him to Piccolo. Yes, I know they are from the bad live-action DBZ movie. Which I didn't see, but... You know. I did. Uh, well, you're a DBZ fan, so you had that's, to see that's, that's an hour and 30 minutes I'm never going to get back. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I was like, there's this is, this is kind of cool. They look pretty neat. Um, yeah, like, do, do they look like everything? Like, yeah, they have pointy ears, they have green skin, they're aliens, so they're going to look like everything that every other makeup person makes aliens look like. Such is science fiction. You know, like, do they look like Malekith? Eh, a little bit, I guess. I don't know. I sure wish, uh, I sure with Ma- wish Malekith had had something cool to say and do. Yeah, I wish he mattered. To to. Yeah. Especially considering how big a bad guy he is again in the Thor comics right now. Yeah, what a wasted opportunity. Uh, which I'm actually excited for in terms of this movie. For redemption for characters that we like, yes. didn't get a chance to really... You know, show their true gravatus, so to speak. Yeah, but Ronan is back, and they seek to be implying this will be the fall of Ronan. This is how he gets radicalized. Yeah, and I'm cool with that. Like making Ronan cool is awesome. Like, please uh, do. And actually making him credible. I'm sure the dude who plays Ronan is actually like, please just punch to get to act, mm. instead of just reacting to things that are like weird or dumb. And shouting. <laughs> yeah, and shouting. You call me boy. Shut up, Ronan. <laughs> never bet. Never thought you'd say that. Shut up, Ronan. Shut up, Ronan. You lame ass. Does he look like Ronan? Yeah, he looks like Ronan. He looks like Ronan, but wet. Yeah. Otherwise, it's cool. Uh, but hey, scrolls. And the reason why it's interesting is I was like, hey, wow, like 
Skrulls are like they look like Skrulls, and and the fact they were like here's Skrulls, look. Uh, I'm like, okay, yeah, they're they're pretty they're pretty much done with this movie, and they're speaking ready. my language. They know what I want to see. Another fun one, uh, Monica Rambeau's mom. Really? Yes, Monica Rambeau's mom is apparently one of uh, Carol's fighter pilot friends in this one. Her last name is Rambeau. It's the mother. So there you go. Spectrum exists in this universe. That's great. I'm down. Um, yeah, I saw the fighter pilot thing, but I didn't get a chance to actually look too closely at it. But that's really yeah. cool. If you look at the thing, it's Rambo, but it's not Monica. It's her mother. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Um, I also really dug, uh, what's it called? Ca- uh, Carol in a Nine Inch Nail shirt. Yes, that was a fun reference. This is the 90s we're in. But also, like, hey, listen, you know who likes uh, Nine Inch Nails? This guy. So, like, you know, you're speaking my language when it comes to having her be, like, ha- like have genuinely cool interest in music. Yeah. What, what oh. did someone else say on my timeline? Being like, oh, you know what? That leather jacket and that hat, she looks like her comic book best friend, Jessica Jones, only more cleaned up and, you yeah. know, more with it. Yeah, a little bit. Um, the other thing they had was, like, the... Uh, I, don't, I don't... What would you call these guys? Because, like, clearly her Captain Marvel uniform is part of, like, a core. Yeah. And when you see her in, like, a wide shot, you see her adjacent to, by the way, uh, the dude who played... I don't remember his name, and it's and I don't want to butcher it, but he's the dude who said who who calls Star Lord by his name. He's the guy that's like who? Oh yeah, that guy Tanalath the Pursuer. Exactly, he's in it, and he's part of Carol's core. Which that's interesting. That okay, so he was clearly a quote unquote good guy member of the Kree once too before going off to join Ronan. Yeah, and that sounds awesome. Like, uh, I I don't know much about what this movie is going to be, but. From the set photos, it looks like it's going to be, like, all over the place. Yeah, there seems to be a lot in here. We got the original Captain Marvel, too, Jude Law. Yeah, Jude Law being anybody in the Marvel Universe is, like, finally. Um, but also him being Captain Marvel slash Marvel is really cool. It's pretty solid casting. Um, yeah. What was the other thing? Oh, um, young Nick Fury, and he looks great. Yes, the fountain of youth that the Marvel Cinematic Universe has to make their people look so much younger. Yeah, and every year they do it again, they look better than the person who got youngified did the year before that. So it's really good. so. By now, Samuel L. Jackson just looks like Samuel L. Jackson. It doesn't help, yep. or it doesn't hurt rather that uh, Samuel L. Jackson looks pretty much like he did the last ten years. He's a Highlander. Yeah, straight up. Um, but I'm excited to see him being younger, and that's cool. It's, I feel like a lot of people who are like, who now suddenly want to be in the Marvel universe is like, are like, hey, can you can you do some of that like what that Disney uh, youthening effect yeah. on me? I want to be me, but like 20 years ago. And can you like give me access to that so I can like make movies that I was making 20 years ago? Now, you know, like I feel like everybody kind of really wanted them to do that to a Harrison Ford, make him be yeah. like, a little younger for that Han Solo role, make it a little less sad. Um, but still, yeah. Uh, we have a couple of questions in the super chat, by the way. Sure. Or rather, we've yeah, we have we've won. We have one question, but it's interesting. Uh, from Will I am Golden, just want to ask, when did Carol Danvers become so important? I would uh, say from a House of M onward, when they had that whole thing where she was everyone's favorite hero, and she saw the potential future where she could be everyone's favorite hero. Yeah, uh, it's interesting because Carol was relegated to being Jessica Jones's best friend mm-hmm. in the Alias series. Yep. And I think one of the things, if you actually follow, like, the evolution of Marvel Max, and particularly Jessica Jones in the beginning, when they said, okay, Bendis, do this character, make her part of the universe, retcon her into the Marvel Universe, 
they were like really careful about not letting Jessica Jones be a real important element and making her yeah. so unconnected to everything happening in Marvel that if they didn't if it didn't work, they could disavow her. They could be like cut it loose. It doesn't work. No one's liking it. Or if it's just too hard and it's not marketable enough, no one will use it. And so, again, we can just disavow her. Uh, they were like, you can do quiet, subtle things. Like, she went to Peter Parker's high school. Yeah. And had a crush on him, but he didn't know it. And if you, you know, if you're reading Spider-Man your entire life, you'll still never know that Jessica Jones had anything to do with it. But those are the quiet, subtle retcons. But one of the big things were like, yeah, you can do that. Because remember, he wanted to use Jessica Drew. And they were like, no, she's did. high profile. You got to use your own character. Um, but one of the things they were like, yeah, knock yourself out was, yeah, Carol Danvers can be in there. Yeah, make sure, Carol Danvers are favorite. Because back then they were like, eh, whatever, make Carol do whatever. Whoever, who cares? Like, uh, so back, so at least up until like 2000, Marvel did not regard Carol Danvers in any significant way. No, it's true. I don't, I think the Brian Reed Ms. Marvel series came out of House of M. Yeah, so it think, did. That was a really popular yeah, one. So I think you're absolutely right that House of M is like the turning point for Carol Danvers' character. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of prominence, popularity, and Marvel's insistence on her. Yeah, and then you got the Kelly Sue DeConnick years, which, you know, made her a captain in her own right, gave her the brand new costume. Right, but the Kelly Sue DeConnick years, I think, come after the shift in a very different way. Yeah. Because Bendis clearly was like, I want to do something with Carol Danvers. He was attracted to her enough to put her in the Jessica Jones show and make or Jessica Jones mm. book and make her that important. Um, and I think it's because she's so damaged. I think it's, it's true. She's had a really fucked up history. She's a really messed up history. And she also has a very, very complicated history with the Avengers. Yeah, she does. From being a sidekick to being, uh, what is it, an Avenger, to being depowered, to being a member of the X-Men, to getting powers again, to giving birth to her rapist. Well, and the the Avengers' complacency in what in, in the fallout of that. And yep. Bendis, like, really shining a real-world light on that concept. Most definitely. But then Bendis was like, okay, uh, let's make her character development interesting in House of M, where she was number one. By, by the way, like you said, uh, in, in the House of M universe, she's like, she's basically Superman of, yeah. the, Mar- of the Marvel Universe, in the House of M Marvel Universe. And then uh, when they came out of it, she remembers her, her House of M history, so she's like, I kind of still want that. Like, I want to be number one. I want to be, like, better which was a complicated retconning of the character. I know mm. that it definitely didn't engender her to Tiffany. I remember, like, Tiffany picked up a good chunk of it. I want to say, like, at least eight issues of the Brian Reed Ms. Marvel series. Right. Spun out of House of M, where it's Brian Reed exploring uh, Carol Danvers' character and going, like, she basically following her on that journey where she's like, so I was the Superman of the Marvel Universe. I would like to be that now. Mm. And then she hires like a publicist and an agent and like works it out. And it's like, these are not the ways you do it. And it's actually mm. metaphorical for me. That's that's why I like mentioning it and why I think it's important is because it's kind of metaphorical for the rise and yeah. and and evolution of the Carol Danvers character. She also quit drinking in there somewhere too. Yeah, that was in that too. They were they, she definitely quit drinking during the Brian Reed series. Right. But uh, but in in continuity, Carol Danvers is like, I should be more popular than I am, and people should be looking up to me the way that other people look up to like Spider Man and Daredevil. 
or or, or my new younger uh, sidekick now. Yeah, well, she didn't even she wasn't even a glimmer in anybody's eye. I know, I know it was. I think that's another reason why Captain Marvel got so popular because Ms. Marvel got so popular again when it was someone completely different. The funny thing is with Ms. Marvel, I think she gained, I think she got popular all on her own. She really did. I think she got popular despite Captain Marvel and. The reality is, while in the continuity, Carol was like, I need to go on a journey of self-discovery and, 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 and increase my prevalence, which is a manufactured way of trying to get the people to like you, which yeah. doesn't always work out. Sometimes it does, Taylor Swift, and other times <laughs> it doesn't work out and you look like, you look like a phony. And, it is a crapshoot. And it's a crapshoot. It really is. And it really depends on, like, the climate, the culture, your appeal and your earnestness, and or the, or the very least, your managerial skills. The people who yeah. are around you who make you look better. It's it's so funny now how you mentioned that Brian Michael Bendis was so instrumental in kind of getting Carol Danvers over and getting her more spotlight. Yeah. Yet he's also the dude who you could really throw all of the blame at his feet for the major roadblock in her career, the character assassination that was Civil War II. Civil War II was a misstep in every respect. I don't yep. even know if it was... I mean, like, because everyone calls it a character assassination. Everybody says that Bendis, like, hurt Carol Danvers. And I agree that her character did not do... Did not get any favors, and I think that... Set Civil her War back. ...really hurt her. But I don't think it was on purpose. No, I don't think so either. I don't think he did it maliciously. And I think it's because they, I think that Marvel and Bendis, because I don't think Bendis was doing it as a directive for Marvel. I, don't, I think Bendis is like, I'm I'm evolving all these characters. I'm trying all these different things. I'm doing all these new things with these characters. Because I want to. Because I want to. And I think it'd be kind and of And because I've written her before. Right. And, and if it doesn't work out, screw it. Like Echo. You know, like, I think Echo's a cool character. I'm going to use Me her. Too. Here she is. Oh, you guys didn't care for her. Well, she's deaf, so she was turned the other way when everybody said where they were they were meeting for lunch. So <laughs> she, She'll come back in annuals every so often when someone cares. With a frown on her face. Yeah. So, you know, fine. Like, Bendis is clearly not afraid, was not afraid to, like, throw out bad ideas or ideas that didn't catch. But I think that at some point down the line between House of M and before Kelly Sue DeConnick's run, sometime before between House of M and like before Kelly Sue DeConnick's promotion of Captain Marvel, Marvel said, we have no Wonder Woman. And I know that we all say mm -hmm. that and everybody says that about how Carol Danvers is Marvel's Wonder Woman. I don't think that's true. And I don't think it's because someone else is. I think it's because no one is, and you can't have that because it's ingenuine and you know what I mean? Like it's it's it, true. It's a manufactured thing. It'd be like saying, mm -hmm. you know, like, okay, so which one of you is the Beavis and which one of you is the butthead? And it's like, well d don't answer that in the chat, every one of this two right, duo. Right, who is the Beavis and who is the butthead? Yeah. I mean, I'm sh and here's the thing, like, it's an open ended question that requires no criteria to answer it, so like anyone can say whatever they want. The reality is it's meaningless, and everything about that question is weird and loaded, and it really has is. no relevancy. So it's like, wh what the fuck was that? So like, when it comes to Carol Danvers and being like, who's the who's the Wonder Woman of the Marvel Universe? I feel like there was a meeting, and I feel like it was a very informal meeting. It might have been like a genuine writers' meeting. They're like, okay, these are the events Secret Invasion is going to do. Which who wants to cover Secret Invasion? By the way, uh, before we table this, does anybody know who the Marvel equivalent to Wonder Woman is? Um, um, she Hulk, um, but, but, but Jean Grey. No, no, it can't be them. Part of a team and connected to a male hero. Nope, nope, can't be them. Yeah, two derivative and Jean Grey. We killed like so. Who we got? And it's like I guess I guess Ms. Marvel. 
Ah, but she's a Miz, though. She's connected. Yeah, but what if she wasn't, though? Right. Well, like, yeah. I mean, and and the fact is, we have to keep publishing Captain Marvel books anyway in order to keep the copyrights. So, like, what are we doing? And so they probably went, like, okay, I guess Carol Danvers is the Wonder Woman of our universe, even though she is not in any way congruous to that analogy. No, because she's got her own stuff going on. So let's... Let's make her into the cap- into the Wonder Woman of our, of the of the Marvel universe, and they're like, okay, well, how do we do that? And it's like, okay, by the way, Ms. Marvel, great name. As mm-hmm. a kid, I didn't like it because I didn't really un- I I didn't like the idea of it being kind of like a I I don't know the idea of it. I I I, I, need, I didn't like it the way same way I wouldn't like it if there was a book called Mister Marvel. Right. You know, like I didn't want it to be someone's name. I didn't want it to be about someone's gender identity. I wanted it to be like, you should be your own name, unless it's binary, in which case that sucks. So throw that away. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, it's true. She's had some real bad. Wasn't she also like Warbird or Warbird. War? Uh, it's not gonna work. It's not. Yeah, go go back to Marvel, please. But uh, but that said, uh, Ms. Mo- when I found out the etymology of the t- of the moniker Ms. and how it was like a feminist. Like conjuring mm. of, and by the way, fe- not feminist like angry, bitter. Let's all talk about how much this sucks. Feminism. I mean, like, a, I don't think you have to make that uh, different that th- connection. It's more yeah. like about a female identity of being like. So when when you meet a guy and his name's Mister Jones, mm-hmm. you don't know if Mister Jones is married or if he's not married. You meet Mister Jones unfettered. You make no assumption about Mister Jones mm-hmm. aside from his name and his look. And the song, Mr. Jones and, and the Me. Song, Mr. Jones, but it's an example. So, but with Ms., Ms. is because there's Miss, which means not married, and Mrs., which means married. There was no in between. So it's and either it's, I know this woman's single and I can assume all these things about her based on that, or mm. she is married and I can assume all these things based on that. So they were yeah. like, let's create a Mr. for women. And so Ms. became the thing. Mm-hmm. And, and fitting for Carol because she wrote for a women's magazine there for a bit. Now, Carol embodies the concept of Ms. Marvel, which is why mm-hmm. I actually am sad that we lost it or rather transferred it to Kamala because I don't know if Kamala quite embodies that same concept. She's she's a kid. Exactly. She's not there yet, but she's growing into it. I think and that's I think the she'll thing. Earn, I think she's earned it. I think it's fine. I mean, she's definitely certainly grown into her own, and I think she has a stronger, more re- like relevant and organically earned fan base than Carol. Mm. Angie Willow Wilson's taking it slow, which I really appreciate for the young hero. She just had her first kiss like 50 issues in. Mm-hmm. And she isn't like directly resulting in cosmic events. She's not the key to everything. She's basically just like Spider-Man in the early days where it's like Absolutely. this character who everybody kind of uh, genuinely enjoys and uh, shows up at the events, you know, but like doesn't do anything. She's not going to do the, th- the the KO on Thanos, but you know what? She's pretty cool. There's there's a brilliant line from the last issue that I wish this was on a shirt because I would buy it. She's fighting the shocker who has decided he's going to take over Jersey City because he's tired of always losing in New York. Mm-hmm. And he says, hey, you know, Ms. Marvel, I could be your new arch nemesis. Imagine how, you know, we could really elevate each other working together. You know, I'm I'm an old hand. You're the new hotness and everything. Yeah. And she has the best comeback to Schultz saying, look, man, I don't need an arch nemesis. I have real life problems. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, that's your character in a nutshell. That is the best character thesis in one line I've ever heard. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Uh, And it's definitely the way to keep people interested in your book. 
Because, like, you have to have... If, if you want to sell books, you need to make a character who the audience is invested in to a degree where they're like, okay, yeah, like, they're, they're, like I was, like, invincible. Yeah. Like, okay, sure. Like, he's doing all kinds of amazing things up in space. He's fighting all these different, like, races and crazy animals and creatures. And he's going into different dimensions and whatnot. But, like, what about Adam Eve? Her future self says she's in love with him. What's he going to do about that? That's mm. the most important thing. That's the hook. That's what gets yeah. you to keep reading. So uh, the uh, so when it comes to Captain Marvel, uh, when, when Marvel said, and I, they've never said out loud, like, we needed, a, we needed a Wonder Woman. We needed a... It's been a very Wonder unspoken. And so it's been very quiet and understated. So, like, uh, but clearly what happened was they determined at some point or another, Wonder, Carol Danvers is Wonder Woman for Marvel. Let's push that. So I think they hire, I think Kelly DeSue DeConnick's run on Captain Marvel and the promotion to making her Captain Marvel, which, by the way, I really liked. I don't remember what book it was, but I want to say it was like an Avengers annual where she decides she's going to do it. And Captain America's like, you really should. Like, you should have done it years ago. Yeah, I, I like that. But fun fact about promotion, too. It, Marvel actually didn't really give her, uh, Kelly Sue DeConnick, a lot of support for, like, merchandise and everything. DeConnick says she made her own merchandise and sold at tables and cons and everything. Yeah, Marvel's kind of weird about that, uh, particularly when it comes to their own characters. Yep. They don't think will sell. They don't spend the money. Um, and they also don't, like, send review copies to their authors and stuff, which is like... No, that seems odd. doing? But uh, because they were like, but I really liked that evolution of the character. If they, if they addressed it from that, or if it came from an organic place, or if Kelly Sue DeConnick had gone to Marvel and said, like, I think Carol Danvers is a better Wonder Woman than Wonder Woman because she's mm. damaged and she's feminine and she's powerful and she's like a longstanding Avenger and she could definitely do these things. And I got this, 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 and this. And then I said, I want to do these things with her. I think mm. that would have been a way better foundation to build up her character because it comes from a place of organic desire as opposed mm. to a place where Marvel's like, she's the, she's the new blah. We're going to make her that, uh, make her important. It's why, for me, like nothing in the last 10 years has been really good with Spider-Man because mm. they've been like, okay, so Spider-Man is the most important character in Marvel, but he's also a street-level, like, nobody, and so how do we make him, like, earn the, like, household name status if yeah. all he really does is, like, want to be married and live in Queens? And so you do that by making him so important and so essential that if he dies, the universe will unravel! It's true that he's at the epicenter of a whole web of cosmic Spider-Man. Exactly. And so in and by the way, in that you have now made it so that the stories that are around that are kind of hollow and obvious because they're coming from a place of let's artificially manufacture Spider-Man's importance as opposed to let's make Spider-Man just keep being popular because he's popular because of these foundations we've laid out mm. and also you're alienating the, 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 the kind of readers that love this character because of the reasons I've just described yeah. um, and you've also fundamentally and forever altered the character because now because every comic is somebody's first comic there are new readers who are like right Spider-Man he's if you kill him the whole universe will fall apart and there's also he's 17 Spider-Man and they all have uh. very different like characters and they're all important but like Peter Parker sucks and like it's just it, you've, you've now changed the narrative such that Spider-Man has changed into something else because he's the heart and soul of the Marvel universe. universe. Don't you know? What's that? I said, he's the heart and soul of the Marvel universe. Don't you know? He should be. <coughs> Pardon me. <coughs> Wrong pipe. Oh, 
don't die on us now. Yeah. Shouldn't have gone for that last splash. There's nothing left. But, uh, yeah. Uh, somebody mentioned Batman Street Level. Yeah, and he also is descended from a bat god. And I don't know if you yeah, know, oh, the yeah. whole universe almost flipped upside down because of him. Yeah, because of shit he was doing. And also, friggin' Dream of the Endless and all these other guys were writing secret messages in his house and everything because it was important that he know this. Yeah, about how, like, the universe itself is, like, made up of four houses, one of which is a bat. Yep. You know, like, it, it, it's, it doesn't... And you know what doesn't work nearly as well? That. As opposed to, like, hey, how about a guy that anyone can be and become who solves crimes? Which is the reason why people read Batman in the first place. But He's like, also on every team, don't forget. Yeah. But with Captain Marvel, because it came from a place of a lack of originality, she started in a, on top of a house of sand. Like, you know, mm. a foundation of sand. And so... The things that work... This is why I'm actually rooting for the movie. Same. Because I think the movie... Because here's the thing. Uh, the movie producers don't give a shit about your favorite comic books. No, no, no. They no, don't no. read them. They don't care. Uh, if they do, they're they're lying. That or, They get them summarized to them by some page. If they care. Like, if they want to at least pay lip service. Usually... It's some director has never read it and, ne and doesn't care and just wants the paycheck. And then Feige has to come in and go, oh, by the way, do this, this, and this. And even then, the director can go, I don't really agree with that and I don't understand it. And then Feige goes, okay, let me liken it to something that you do know about in your mm. language. So, and while that normally kind of sucks, in this case it can work because... And I they've built an empire off the back of it. Because... As we all know, like, Spider-Man got organic webbing in the comics because he had organic webbing in the movies because Marvel and, for to a lesser extent, DC are dumb and think that, like, I don't know, the, the, the throngs of people are going to just storm comic book stores after seeing a movie, which they've never done and never will do, and they need to... No. Stop. Like, they just need to... Like, if you're a comic book store, uh, make sure that the first two volumes of the main character from movies are on your shelf and available. And yes. I don't mean the new issue. I mean like a trade paperback, a full story and make it discounted. So it's like attractive. That's how you sell comics from a movie release. Like you don't do it by being like, okay, uh, on the publishing side, we're going to put out a brand new series and it's going to go side and side, side to side with another series. That's also coming out. We're going to have two or three black Panther books and they're all going to be of different stories with different writers. You know, like what, what the, what the crap are you doing? We're gonna make Shuri 13, even though she was capped, even though she was black Panther, because you know, people get confused. Like how about you just put out the, the comics? Cause most of them aren't going to come and see, read your comics anyway. But, uh, when it comes to Captain Marvel, this could actually work to our advantage because Captain Marvel's really not a fun character anyway in the comics <laughs> and she doesn't really sell very well regardless. So why not make a movie where they do whatever they want and we know it's going to work because it's based on the Marvel formula and they don't want yeah. Larson to be unlikable. So, Absolutely. And how could she be? Cause she's just so cute. And like, and so as a result, the, the, and Marvel will have to react to that. You know, it's actually and weird. change what they're doing. Yeah, it's actually weird that they put out the life of Captain Marvel now. Yeah, that seems like something they would do later. Be like, okay, let's retcon her origin to match the movie. Right. I don't think that Marvel is 100% sure about what's going to happen in this movie anyway. So it's like, why don't you just wait and then tailor her retcon to the thing that everyone will know? I mean, it's what they did with the Guardians. I mean, it's what they did with Guardians. <laughs> so, you know, I, I have some hope for this movie because I know they're not going to like link it to any of the baggage 
Of course. And I think they might actually run a run the chance of making Carol likable. That would be nice. I'm all for that. I'm all for more people being more interested in Carol and for Carol to be more fun and likable again. I mean, even then, like, you know, I don't know why I like Carol or I don't know why I want to like Carol. The reality is I should like Monica Rambeau. I should like I should like uh, a photon, you know, like. I should be wanting her to be Captain Marvel. <laughs> it's, it's funny you should say Photon. In that picture, Rambo's uh, mother, guess what her call sign is? Uh-huh. Yeah, it's got it's, it's Photon. It's, it's Photon. There you have it. Uh, because, like, that's a really interesting character. And she's really fun, and they've only done really cool stuff with the, with her. And yeah, she's whenever a she's... Sh- creepy, weird baggage. And she keeps showing up. And she keeps showing up. Spectrum, thank you. Good old Spectrum. She was also Photon, I believe. So... Um, but yeah, there's a but there's a lot of baggage with the Carol Danvers character that makes it like difficult for her to succeed in comics. Then and, you know, I, I you could probably say the same thing about Iron Man too. And again, as we saw with the Iron Man movie, one good movie sure helps. Yes, and and also, well, also Tony Stark has like if you distill, if you boil everything that Tony Stark is, you get something pure and original, and from the concept that Stan Lee and Jack Kirby created. Yeah. With Carol, I don't know. If you boil everything down, I think you're just going to have soup with nothing but water in it. Like, I, I guess think, we'll I guess we'll find out. So we'll see. I mean, I hope it's cool. Like, I, I want it to be cool, and I want her to succeed. Because mostly, like, I want to see more. Like, yeah. it's not necessarily that I want to see a Captain Marvel movie, but you know what I'd like to see? A She-Hulk movie, a Storm movie, a Rogue movie. Like, Those would be nice. Not a Kitty Pride movie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I would like to see more of the true... You know, str- maybe a maybe a photon movie. You know, like maybe a you know maybe a next wave movie. Mm. Um, so yeah, uh, jumping into the super chat, somebody asked us. Uh, Mugiwara Luffy said, "Hi, Salangel. Would you got who would you guys have cast as Captain Marvel?" Well, geez, now that it's Brie Larson, I can't unsee anyone but her now. It's true, and I, I really don't know who I would have cast. There's there was no like young hip female actress out there that I was like, ooh, it should be so-and-so. It's um, true. I know some people were saying, like, ooh, should it be Ronda Rousey? I'm like, why? Because she's kind of tough and can kind of fight, but can she kind of act? Right. And I've seen her in The Expendables, which isn't exactly a tour de force of acting, but still, uh, meh. You know, like, I don't really care about MMA fighting or anything, so it's not like... Neither so do I. Ronda Rousey being in it or not being in it wouldn't have helped me. Um, yeah. But... Uh, yeah, Melissa Benoist would have been fun, but she's oh like, yeah, but she's, she's already girl, and I really I think she's doing a great job with that. And honestly, if they want to make a Supergirl movie, why don't you just move her over to the movies? Please do. Uh, but uh, but I guess like if you're thinking about like young cool female actors, I mean like because it needs she needs to be blonde. You know, I, I guess Brie Larson would have worked. Um, I, w- I would love to see Allison Brie get a shot at being in the Marvel Universe, being something mm. really awesome. My nominations for Jennifer Walters. That'd be fun. I'm okay with that. You know, uh, the Brita from Community also would be great in something. Also fun. Um, you know, uh, but but as far as Captain Marvel goes, I, you can do worse than Brie Larson, and she's really really solid. So I'm I'm down. Um, I think that people wanted uh, Emma, uh, not Emma Watson, although she'd be cool. Yeah, that would be an out of left field choice. Yeah, but uh, no, uh, she was in uh, Edge of Tomorrow, and she's married to John Krasinski. Emily, Ball. yeah, yeah, oh, oh, she's really good. I like Edge of Tomorrow, or Live Die Repeat, as they renamed it on DVD. Yeah, uh, and in the marketing while the movie was out, which didn't help. Um, yeah. By the way, if you've never seen it, you should check out Live Die Repeat slash Edge of Tomorrow. It's great. 
it's really fun. It uses Tom Cruise to actually good effect. Yeah. Uh, Emma Stone, people are suggesting. Man, mm. she's great. I I don't know if I would have cast her as Captain Marvel, but... I couldn't see her in the like, role, reserve personally. her because she's terrific in everything, so... She could be... So, ooh, shave her head and make her moon dragon. <laughs> yeah, only if it was James Gunn's like, moon dragon. He would have made it work. He would have made it really, really cool. And Anna Faris is moon dragon. Oh, my God. Uh, Mr. Giggles, hi guys. It's Coke Zero. So YOLO, they just see they just see Rob. Um, yeah, I I almost choked on Coke Zero earlier. That's what he's referring to. Um, so yeah, uh, what was it? Um, a- apropos of Captain Marvel, ultimately main point when it comes to her character is um, we're excited for the movie. It looks really cool yeah. from the photos we've seen and from the nothing I know about it. You know it's going to have a great soundtrack, too, if she's wearing a Nine Inch Nails shirt. I, I hope that they consult someone who is, like, really, really... Who, who like, loves music the same way that, uh, that James Gunn loves music. Mm, you know, like, it's but, true. But, but loves music from the 90s? <laughs> like Trent Reznor. Can we call him Trent Reznor and ask him? <laughs> Holy crap. I mean, like... Or, no, uh, what's his name? Uh, the dude from uh, White Stripes. Jack Hart. Or Jack White. Oh, Jack White. Yeah, that's a good choice, too. Yeah. Just get Jack White to do it. Um, who's directing this movie? It's Anna Bowden and Ryan Fleck? Yeah, I think it's got two. Okay. Oh, apparently they, they, they have a joint Wikipedia page. Oh. Um, I don't know anything about these people, but I do know that apparently they grew up in New York City in Brooklyn. Mm, wicked. Which is cool. Very Marvel. Yeah, uh, which works for me. Uh, but uh, they've done a lot of TV and a couple of movies. Um Nothing that suggests they might have a great taste in music, but like you said, I really hope that the soundtrack rocks. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope it's not obvious. You know what I mean? Like, I, I want. I, I hope it's not just like sampling from the Space Jam soundtrack. <laughs> uh, although that would be pretty great too, in and of itself. Really, the the Monstar anthem for when <laughs> the Skrulls show up. Yeah, just that song, Space Jam. Uh, Jacob Mc, McCartney saying hi, guys. Off to start university next week. Wish me luck. Good luck, man. Um, yeah, the the season has ended. It is now time to usher in the hottest fall of all time. Um, and uh, yeah, I actually was over at a uh, at the local college today for reasons I will not get into. But um, it was really weird. It was first day registration, and I was surrounded by like college people who were freshmen who were like going for registration. I'm like, oh man, this feels really weird. Uh, but yeah, that was it, it reminded me that like school's school's back and for the fourth or fifth year in a row, I don't have to go there. And it's Isn't it nice? all of you out there. So thank you so much for keeping Likewise me, for me. <laughs> for allowing me to like fall. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, with with respect to Captain Marvel, I hope it's really cool. The other thing is I don't really know any like I know like everything about it and nothing about it. Is that the same case for you? More or less, yeah. Again, I read the Kelly Sue DeConnick books. Again, I'm following the movie, but I don't really know what they're going to do. It looks like it's a little bit of everything. Yeah, well, it's like we know it's going to be set in the 90s for some for some big part of it. We know that there are fun cameos from Samuel L. Jackson and Phil Coulson. Yeah. Clark Gregg. And we know that um, Jude Law is playing uh, Captain Marvel. And we know that some of the other ca- characters uh, from Guardians are going to show up in it. Yeah, which again, the fact that Jude Law is playing that character means he's not making it out of this movie. Uh, what's uh, what are your odds that he might get lost in the Cancerverse or something? <laughs> I don't think it's Cancerverse. I think he's gonna die. Like I think he's gonna sacrifice his life saving 
Carol. Right. Uh, it we might get an eradicator situation where it's like he's mm. he's blasted and then like some part of him imprints onto her. Oh. And copied. Uh, so she gets her powers that way. I I really don't know. Uh, but that's the that's the thing. Like the details. I don't. Oh, we know scrolls are going to be in it. Yeah. Which is also like kind of scary and bizarre because we also know that like if you're going to do scrolls, your subplot is going to be about the red scare or some theme thereof where it's like, right. Right. We're going to be afraid of not being able to trust our neighbor. Ah, they could easily trans uh, plant that into what's going on today. I'm sure even if it's a period piece in the nineties, Oh yeah, no doubt. Uh, but I, but we know that it's going to be about like, who can you trust that kind of thing? Mm. Um, But again, to the fact that scrolls exist in the universe means there's no end of things you could do moving on in the future. Yes. You could retcon all kinds of fun things. You could change everything or nothing, uh, or just one or two things. If you're like, "Mm, this actor was being a jerk. So let's Mm. like have them show up like doctor who one time and then have them morph into somebody else. That would be something. Uh, speaking of Kelly Sue DeConnick there, they released today to the uh, cover of her new Aquaman series that she's going to be writing for DC as of issue 43. Oh, nice. What is it? Uh, how's it look? It uh, looks fairly decent. Uh, he's going shirtless now. He's losing the orange chain mail. He's going to be shirtless Aquaman now. Okay. It's got to be like the movie, right? It's got to be like, which is funny because they've tried to make it like the movie several times. They gave him a beard. They gave him more armor and then they put it all away. And now now he's losing the shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, since it's kind of wound up becoming a Captain Marvel episode, mm. I want to keep going with Carol because I want to basically say, if, for those of you who are listening out there who don't know anything about Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers, but want to by the time the movie comes out or by the time the trailers dropped, um, what are some runs that you recommend or that you, th- that you've been like, I should probably check that out. Um, while you're thinking about it, Will Am Golden saying my theory is that Carol will be the scroll queen over Ooh. Naki or whatever. I don't know. I hope that not. would be something crazy. That'd be messed up. I hope not. I genuinely hope not because like, I, I don't think they'll do that. And here's why I think that like you really, if you're going to establish your first premier female superhero that has powers and has her own movie. Let's not have her be a fake. Let's not have her be a fake. (laughs) Right out the gate. But, you know, Marvel does occasionally go like, hey, screw it. Let's let's turn it on its ear. Let's do something else. Well, you know what it could be? She's Carol all the way through the first movie. But the reason she hasn't come to Earth and you haven't seen her yet is because she got replaced by the Skrull Queen. So the one that comes to help out in Infinity War 2 is the Skrull Queen. And that's the teaser at the end of that. Oh, no, this one was a Skrull. Yeah, that'd be messed up. Join us again for Avengers Secret Invasion coming in the next three or so years. God, I don't want to see a Secret Invasion movie <laughs> Um, but yeah, so there are a bunch of different Captain Marvel books, particularly because of like the kind of like unofficial mandate that says like push more Captain Marvel books. She's had like three different series. Again, the only one I've read the most of was the Kelly Sue DeConnick one because they kept rebooting it and taking it back to issue one yeah, ever since and then. That's like the most frustrating thing is you've got like things like uh, crap. Uh, there's one called the In Pursuit of Flight, mm. and then there's another one called uh i don't i think it's just called captain marvel yeah and one of them she's putting on a glove and in the other one she's got her hands on her hips and yes i, I, know I don't know covers. which one's volume one which one is actually number one it's it's so true and then she was on the guardians for a little bit in the bendis era yep, yep. i i i want to say that in pursuit of flight is the first one right the official the first one Yes, that is the first one, I'm and pretty then sure. And the next 
volume one is the next volume. Okay, that's post Kelly Sue DeConnick, I do believe. But both still Kelly Sue DeConnick. Oh, is it really? Unless they've missed Layla. I don't freaking know. Yeah. Again, that's why it's hard to read this character as we're explaining. That's the thing. Like, there's no great, like, definitive omnibus of Carol Danvers. And so, now would be the time to put it out. Yeah, so moving away from it, I know that, like, Margaret Stahl had a book called The Life of Captain Marvel, which I, for the life of me, did not touch. Did you that's the it? mini that's that's the mini that's out right now, right? That's trying to retcon her origin. Yeah, that's the mini. That's the I read the first issue and was like, I really don't like this. And then I was I was it. I was trade waiting on that one because I figured if I waited for it all to be done and then put it out closer to the movie. <laughs> yeah, I, I gotta say, like the first issue did not sell me. I'm not a fan. That's unfortunate. But the covers are great. It's yes. Not enough, but they still are there. Um, there's also the Secret Wars book, which is, of course, another reality, but still. Yeah. Called Captain Marvel and the Carol Corps, which I think was well-received. I think that one was great. It was also yes, Kelly I think Sudeconic. it was. Oh, here we go. I have the answer right here for okay, what did Kelly Sudeconic write. Volume 7, July 2012 to November 2013. But in Volume 7 is Volume 1, Pursuit of Flight, Volume 2, Down, uh, Avengers, The Enemy Within, and then uh, Kiss Today, Goodbye, which was issues 15 to 16 in 2013, so that finished it off. Okay, all right. Uh, What about Rise of Alpha Flight, the one written by uh, uh, Tara Butters? Right, that's uh, post-Civil War, too. We know it's post-Civil War, and we also know that they were like, we need to make... uh, we need to make her better because she was character assassinated by Civil War II. So we got to try really hard. I didn't get a chance to talk about that, so let's talk about that really quick. The character assassination in Civil War II, I think it was just that Bendis thought yeah. that the work had been done for Civil War II. Like, I think the idea is he's like, okay, so Marvel put a lot of time, money, and effort behind the the, the, the Carol Danvers push. She is now like, mission accomplished, even though <laughs> we don't have any reason to suspect we've, we've accomplished any missions. So now I can make her the antagonist in this story, and... I know, can make her Iron Man from the original Civil War. And people will vehemently defend her the same way they defended Tony Stark, who was clearly the villain in Civil War. Yes, very much so. And because Bendis wasn't working very hard, uh, you know, it didn't really work. And, and the fact that her whole raison d'etre for doing what she did is because she's all hung up on the death of Rhodey. So the death of the man in her life is what's forcing her to do all these villainous things. Yeah, no, it's true. Uh, so... As a result, I think that her character assassination, the fact that she like kind of fell apart, um, didn't really, didn't really result. It wasn't like because someone's like screw Carol Danvers, we need to fix this. It's more that like she was the casualty of Bendis's lack of enthusiasm. Yeah, again, doing a million other things in that story where it's like, hey, what if, what, what, what if Miles Morales? What if everyone thought he killed Captain America? And, oh, oh, hey, let me introduce you to my new character, Riri here. And also, I invented a new Inhuman, and I think he's great. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Mm, no. No. No one talks about him anymore. He went off to space, and he died going back to his home planet. Yeah. Exactly. What the fuck was his name again? <laughs> Ulysses. Oh yeah, yeah. Man, Ulysses. Woof. I like he didn't even get an actual tie in Ulysses. He got like a three part digital series. I didn't read it. Did you? Out of no curiosity. No, no, no. I threw up my hands and I'm like, not in this life. <laughs> <laughs> Weird. 
I don't even think Ben just wrote that either. I think he outsourced it to someone completely different to characterize his new creation. Right. Makes sense. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just the idea man. You you fill in the blanks. Yeah. So, uh, with that said, oh, you're right. Um, so, I guess the other recommendation I would make is the the Brian Reed run, if only to give you like kind of an idea about where she was coming from during that time. Yeah, it's a nice evolution. See where she was to see where she's going. Yeah, and it's a pretty fun like use of that of that character. Like it really grows into something, and it also is like they're trying something, and it comes yeah. from like I think a genuine pitch. I think that like what's it called? Um, uh, Brian Reed was like, I have an idea, and for that, it's like you know what? It didn't it didn't go the way they wanted it to, but you know what? Like. It's it's kind of commendable. In its own. And the book still has its fans, clearly. Yeah. There's only like 18 issues in the book, so it's not really that. And they, they repackage it, of course, by the way. They call it Captain Marvel Carol Danvers, mm. the Ms. Marvel years, which is also a misnomer because, like, she's been Ms. Marvel for a really long time. For a very long time. But, hey, no one's no one's putting together the binary years or the Warbird years. Yeah, exactly. Or the powerless supporting character on the X-Men team years. Although they should. You know what? Yeah. I mean, like, if you like this character, if you, if you want to make her that important... You know, then, like, friggin' knock yourself out. You know what I mean? Like, make it work. That's definitely one for the omnibus if they ever do it. And again, hey, the movie's coming out. Now's the time to put together an omnibus. <laughs> this is true. Although, when it comes to, like, Carol's illustrious, difficult uh, to to navigate career, I really don't know... If, What's important? What you got to put in there? Yeah, how you even like square that circle? Not to use a Rob turn. <laughs> <laughs> ah, he doesn't own it. No, it's true. Um, but I will admit that that's exactly where I got it from. I think I did too. I think that incepted into my mind. I don't think I ever used it until he started saying it around me. Oh yeah, I mean it's it's so perfect. Like so, I'm not gonna not use it. You know. Hmm. Oh, uh, Iron Cardinal says there actually is an omnibus coming out next February. Oh really? Well, good to know. Well, what's in it? Let's yeah, let's find it. it. You know what? Let's answer that question now instead of instead of just leaving it leaving you hanging. Captain Marvel omnibus. Because I'm guessing it has to be her first appearance, then maybe some subsequent uh, appearances in the Captain Marvel book, then the big Avengers thing that screws it all up for her. There is, um, according to this, there is a Ms. Marvel, a Carol, a Captain Marvel, Ms. Marvel, a hero is born omnibus hardcover uh, that ships in February 2019. Right. It collects the 1977 Ms. Marvel series, 1 to 23. Right. It's it our first appearances. a couple of issues from uh, Marvel Team-Up and the Defenders and Marvel 2-in-1 and the Avengers, which includes annual number 10. Ah, uh, there's the big one, the one that ruins it all for her. It also has uh, Marvel Superheroes, numbers 10 through 11, and Marvel Fanfare. So it doesn't include any of the new stuff. It's basically all of her old school stuff. So it's all backstory. Yes. I'll. Uh, it's from Previews World. I'll drop a link in the description here. Uh, but it's, yeah, it's basically just like, this is the foundation for the character. Right. Hope you like it. Well, that's good. Because then, then it really starts getting off the rails again when we get into binary and warbird and everything else. Yeah, it's true. You could probably skip that stuff, but you also really shouldn't because it's another reason why I think she's so interesting because she's had this wonderfully weird career. Right? Yeah, no, I think it's worth it. Like, I think it's a really cool, like, use of the character you don't you don't get to pick cherry to cherry pick through your continuity you know absolutely i i lived a life 
Yeah. <laughs> I lived a life, damn it. I've done some stuff. And this omnibus proves what kind of life she lived. I hope that volume two of that omnibus includes, like, her appearances in, in Alias and, you know, like, and all the X-Men stuff. That'd be really it really should. Andy Oliver in the Super Chat saying, sending good vibes to my favorite YouTubers. Cheers. Aww. Thank you, Andy. Cheers to you, too, my friend. Thank you, thank you. But, uh, but that'd be really cool. Um, so, yeah, it's, it is 100 bucks, but that's omnibuses, man. Actually, that's it cheaper is. than... The Guardians one they put out with all the Abnet stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That stuff was really pricey. And again, the size of a coffee table book, I was very close to almost buying it. <laughs> yeah, there's a Fantastic Four. I don't remember if it's an omnibus or a trade paperback, but it just came out, I think, last or this week, which was about... Um, it was a Fantastic Four thing that included the, like, new Fantastic Four from the 90s, where it's like the, the Monster Island, Ghost Rider, Hulk, Spider-Man, mm-hmm. Wolverine story. Um, but there's a lot of really great stuff in there. Um, so, you know, if you're interested, there it is. Uh, it'll come out in February, if you can remember it that late in the year. and uh, Or early in the year, actually, now that I think about it, since it's 2019. But uh, there's plenty more. And you know what? The reality is, like, you probably don't need an omnibus. It's Captain Marvel slash Ms. Marvel. Uh, the, 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 the bibliography is in the description of that omnibus. Go yeah. get those issues. It'll probably cost you about ten dollars. Yeah, really digitally with all the different sales and everything. And you know, Comicsology and Marvel will make those all available to you closer to the movie There's they no did with Black Panther. Comicsology will have like a, a Ms. Marvel sale, like seventy five percent off all Ms. Marvel stuff. It's gonna be nuts, as they should. Yeah, uh, but yeah. So we want to thank you all for hanging out with us and chatting me- and ch- Captain. Chat and Captain Marvel. <laughs> Chat and Captain. Chat and Captain. I'm not calling it that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a spinoff podcast right there. Chat and Captain, where we just talk about all the famous captains from Marvel Comics. <laughs> exactly. Oh, man, just all the captains. Uh, you could do a show with that. There's so many freaking captains. It's true. Uh, but we will see you guys next time with another episode of Elseworlds Exchange. Um, stay tuned, I guess, on the 12th when we're going to be – I'm going to be chatting with uh, – Ashley Victoria Robinson about the best Batgirls. That should nice. be fun. Ooh, that's gonna be a good um, and one. we will uh, we will see you guys then. Uh, of course, if you want to see us live, come to the Keystone Comic Con on September 14th, 15th, and 16th. Uh, we will be there. Uh, there's going to be a big old comic pop panel on uh, the 15th from 3 to 4. Uh, check out KeystoneComicCon.com for more information, and uh, we'll see you guys then. Of course, if you want more comic pop, you can stay tuned on a purple video streaming channel where Tiffany's going to be doing something. Probably, I'm not quite sure, but I'm pretty sure that's happening. Uh, and also, uh, what was it? Back issues will be out after that. So we are not going to be releasing back issues until after the Purple Channel stream. Um, that way, there's yeah. no there, there's no like poaching of everything, you know. There you go. Uh, George J. Last minute super chat. What about Monica Rambeau? We just talked about her in the episode. Scroll we back, did. catch it. Uh, but yeah, I hope she her her mom's in the movie. So yes, that's cool and a uh, good indication that maybe she'll be you know in, the, in that she's walking around the Marvel universe in the future soon. Um, or in the press. That definitely seems to be the thing for the sequels, yeah. Right, yeah, no, no doubt. Um, so we'll see you guys then, and thanks a lot for watching. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.